Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. Praise God. Hallelujah. But first of all, we're going to talk about some more of the gifts of the Spirit because as we pray, this is, this is what's going to make the things happen. As we pray and give place to the Spirit, the Spirit will begin to speak and demonstrate things and manifest Himself in us and through us. Amen? And what this world needs is Jesus. And what this country needs is Jesus. And what Washington needs is Jesus. And what the White House needs is Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. I'll tell you what. They're going to figure it out. Nothing else is working. Nothing else is working. Can you say amen? Well, we believe that God is moving in this nation once again, that he is manifesting his power. He is speaking to people's hearts and minds. And you know what? We're believing no matter who, what, where, when, why, or how, Jesus is Lord of all. He's on the throne, praise God. And God's turning this nation around for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God Almighty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Gifts of the Spirit. Number four. Power gifts. Power gifts. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, power gifts, special faith is the first one we're going to single out. And to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit. But notice to another faith. Well, first of all, if this is a supernatural gift, if this is a gift of the spirit, then it has to be different than the faith that you have when you got saved. It's not talking about saving faith. We know that there is saving faith. We know by faith we're filled with the Holy Ghost. We know that there's also what is called the fruit of faith. And thank God we can have the fruit of faith. But there's general faith that comes to us as we study the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. This is not talking about saving faith. It's not talking about general faith. It's not talking about the fruit of faith. This is talking about a supernatural impartation by the Spirit of God that enables us to speak forth whatever God speaks and says. And as a result of our speaking what God says by His Spirit, it sets in motion a faith that goes beyond the faith that we already have in a general sense. We've all been dealt the measure of faith, but it's not talking about that measure of faith. It is a supernatural working of the Spirit of God in our lives that enables us to speak for God and speak the word of God and then of course we have the ability to stand firm in our conviction that what we said will come to pass. Let's notice your definition. A supernatural endowment by the spirit whereby that which is uttered shall come to pass. And we have many examples but we're, we don't list them all biblically. It t- takes too long to get through them all. But supernatural blessings. If you recall the patriarchs of old before they left this realm they prayed by laying their hands on their sons and prayed over their lives and what they spoke was inspired by the Spirit of God and the things they said came to pass in their children's lives and if you think about it you speak the word you you pray the prayer of faith you speak by the Spirit and those prayers I do believe are captured in golden vials full of odors which are the prayers of saints and they will come to pass. It's not an aggressive like a working a miracle kind of faith. It's this, you know it's so now. You, you're, you're done. You know you spoke it. You said it. And it will come to pass. That's special faith 
that God drops into your heart. And then also, uh, there's what is called page, uh, the different kind of faith is supernatural protection. Supernatural protection that comes by the Spirit. And if you recall the story of, of Daniel in the lion's den, anybody want to take his place in the lion's den? Even the king said, your God that you serve is able to, and you know what? God can even use someone like that to tell someone something. God that you serve is able to protect you and deliver you from the mouth of the lions. Daniel had what is called special faith to be able to be in a situation where he can calmly just sit there knowing that God had delivered him. And as you see the story unfold, you hear him say that God sent angels to shut the mouths of the lions. Would you be panicking being thrown into hungry lion's den? And then when they put that seal on top of it, and closed you in with those hungry lions, you made a tendency a little bit to get nervous. Just a little bit. He was as calm as can be. Because once you have that drop into you, it gives you the ability to see it through to the end without any panic, without any concern whatsoever. It's a powerful manifestation of the Spirit that takes you beyond your own particular faith. It's not something that you just, in a general sense, extracted from the Word of God. Then there's supernatural sustenance. If you recall when God spoke to the prophet and said to him that ravens would feed him. There's no scripture that you can build faith on to say that God will supernaturally feed you by ravens. Now you can believe he'll feed you, but not by ravens. And so once that was revealed, what was that spoken to the prophet? He could sit back and rest. And think about this. Ravens bring him food in the morning time and the evening time. First of all, would you want to eat food that was brought to you by a raven? Can you imagine how uncouth that raven is? You'd have to believe for also divine protection from any bacteria or germ that could be found among the food that you're eating that was brought to you by a raven. Can you imagine, oh, some roadkill, let's get it to Elijah. Can you imagine that? But very calm, knowing he was cared for and provided for. See, it's a faith that goes beyond the faith that you already have, that you can get you know, on your own by studying the word of God. It's a spiritual manifestation. Now I've got a couple of my own examples when my daughter fell, you know about that situation. And I stood there praying over her in the Holy Ghost, which is why this is so important to understand the power of the Holy Spirit speaking with other tongues, in a, especially in a difficult situation like that. And as I was praying, kaboom, something hit me. It's almost as if something actually physically, literally hit me. I lifted up my eyes. I said, everybody around me, now I know she's healed. Blood pouring out of her eyes. She can't walk. She's just lying there. A little girl. And I'm telling you, before I got saved, I would have been in a panic beyond words. She would have been in a hospital in a heartbeat. But something dropped into my spirit. I knew she was healed. And again, I don't recommend anybody ever do that. But when you know that you know that you know that you know, and you have this impartation that comes to you, by God, from God, with the Spirit of God. See, it's the ability to believe God for something that goes beyond your natural faith. And so always we need to always position ourselves to be available for these gifts to be in operation. And the best way is to worship God 
especially praying in the Holy Ghost. In the process of doing so, praise God, you know, you're open to a gift. Now, when Andrew was born, again, you're talking about a situation that, you know, actually, we have a book that's almost done about his testimony and what it takes to, to receive from God like that, okay? And as I was going over that thing again, and when you, when I read over again, this kid was not supposed to live through the night. But I went over and rehearsed. He had a staph infection at two weeks old in the condition that he was in. And then to give him medication for the staph infection, which could be deadly because he only has a partial thymus, and, and, and his immune system is like an AIDS person, AIDS patient, okay? So they put a Broviac line to give him what? Medication to go directly to the heart, to go right into it. And they didn't cover it under his diaper. He got a feces infection in. Imagine that. In his heart. Feces infection. And then he went to chickenpox and then to rotavirus. All I can say is this. Fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe was the rock of our faith. It was imparted in that birthing room by the Spirit of God supernaturally. And it was the divine ability to believe for something that was so far. Think about his situation. Removed from, you don't practice on this every day. And I understand for God, healing a headache is no different than healing the worst case of uh, cancer or anything you can think of. And his situation was, he can't live through the night. So you're not prepared for something like that. But when the Spirit of God spoke and said, fear not only believe, with every challenge that he had, all we said was, we believe. We believe. We believe. And there's like a calm. We believe. We believe. So special faith is the ability to receive a miracle that goes beyond your general faith that you have, that takes you to another spiritual realm. You can almost have to pinch yourself and say, is this really me that I'm not panicking, that I'm not overcome by grief or emotion or this or that or the other thing? It's special faith. So think about this. The more you position yourself in that manner, praise God, you're open to that gift that will help you get through certain situations in life that otherwise maybe you couldn't. And I'll tell you something else. I also do believe this. When I was driving down Route 11 in 1979, and I heard those words, you will be the next pastor of that church. That was an impartation of special faith to be able to pastor a church, not knowing ever, ever knowing what to do, how to do it, whatever, none of that. It was supernatural. I've been living on that for 36 years. For 36 years. Supernatural. I was reading an article about this one pastor. He was very articulate. He was prolific. I mean, this fellow went to all the schools, the theological schools, etc., 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 etc. And I mean to tell you, he was, what a speaker. But the person couldn't get one person saved at his altar. Well, he got this, a little bit discouraged and finally left the church and the fellow that took over after him never had any education. 
at all. Just filled with the Holy Ghost and power. Came up, preached a message. The altar was full, filled with people that came. There's a difference. There's a huge difference. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. You might be praying for someone right now, thinking about someone right now. Look to God. Look to God. Pray in the Holy Ghost, worship Him, thank Him for that person and stay there long enough. You never know. He may drop within you this is what you need to do. And there comes that special faith. And then, working in miracles. 1 Corinthians 12, 10. Working in miracles. Special faith receives a miracle. Working in miracles does what? Works a miracle. So one is more or less passively receiving. The other one is aggressively doing something. To another working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. To another interpretation of tongues. But notice working of miracles. By definition it's supernatural intervention. In the ordinary course of nature. It's supernatural intervention. It's not miracle whip. As opposed to Hellman's. It's not what it is. It's not a miracle sunset. Or sunrise. We call things miracles that are really not miracles, but we use the term loosely and lightly, miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. A miracle is something that goes beyond the ordinary course of nature. It can't happen on its own by itself. And you'll notice in 2 Kings, Elisha dividing the Jordan River. Do you know that's unnatural? It came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. Came to pass as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. These sometimes these gifts work together. This is discerning of spirits. And the horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind in heaven and Elisha saw it and he cried my father my father in the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more and he took of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah and fell, that, that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan and he took the mantle of Elijah and that fell from him and smote the waters and said where is the Lord God of Elijah and when he also had smitten the waters they parted hither and thither and Elijah went over. That is a miracle. When you can separate waters with a mantle, that is a supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. That's not a possibility. But we're all open to that. It may be what you're looking for in your situation is a supernatural manifestation of God that does what? Provides a miracle. Amen. And, and these work together. Remember, you can have special faith to believe God to say something. For example, you've got, you've got the Paul on the Damascus Road. And he sees Jesus. Now he's got a discerning of spirits. He gets a word from him. He's got some faith that's dropped into his heart to do a, something that God has called him to do. This is all personal. And he changes his whole life. It may be that someone that you're praying for needs to have a supernatural manifestation like a prodigal son of old or a Damascus Road experience or an Isaiah 6 moment where I saw the Lord high and lifted up and full of glory. Maybe you can't reach him or her. Maybe you, they will not listen to what you have to say. No matter how hard you pray, no matter what you're saying, no matter what you do, no matter how many times you speak to them and tell them about their need to turn their life around, but you're there before the presence of Almighty God and you stay there and let them know I'm not coming out until I get direction, until I get illumination. 
And if there is a manifestation, praise God, let's say of the Spirit, where even an angel appears. I remember when Norval Hayes had an angel appear to his daughter who would not serve God. And when that angel stood overlooking her at the foot of her bed with his arms folded, his eyes piercing, and all of a sudden, boy, she was awakened. See, these give place one to another, the miraculous. Then Jesus turning water into wine in John's Gospel, chapter 2. How many of you know that water doesn't turn into a wine naturally? You can leave it set and set and set and set and set forever. It will never turn into wine. But when Jesus said, give it to the governor of the feast, it turned into wine. And then next one, Aaron's rod. You ladies will love this one. Exodus chapter 7 verse 10, Aaron's rod, the rod, the staff that turned into a snake. And Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and they did so as the Lord had commanded and Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and, his, and before his servants and it became a serpent. Anybody have a rod or a stick? They were about six feet high that they used for many different things. Try throwing it down and see what happens to it. That's the ordinary course of nature. It's going to hit the ground maybe if you throw it hard enough it might break. But the point is, a miracle is divine intervention. It turned into a snake. That's hard. It's almost incomprehensible. Remember when Moses was told by God, or asked by God, what do you have in your hand? He had a staff that identified him. That's another story. But anyhow, he said, throw it down on the ground. He throws it on the ground, turns into a serpent. And Moses jumped, ran away from it. So it wasn't an ordinary snake. Okay, it was probably a cobra. And then, of course, God says, take him by the tail. (laughs) Really? And he goes and takes it by the tail and it turns back into a staff. No wonder people think we're crazy. No wonder people think that we Christians are crazy. Because we believe that. I actually believe it turned into a snake, don't you? And your mind just goes crazy like, that's not possible. All things are possible with God. Long story about that subject, but if you study the life of Moses, you'll find out that staff meant everything about his personality, about his problems, and about his potential. And I may preach on that someday. But um, look at the next one, the parting of the Red Sea. The same rod that was in his hand parted the Red Sea. Do you have any idea how much water was in that Red Sea that parted? It's incomprehensible. But all he did was this. What a, what a sermon. What do you have in your hand? that God can use to part the waters of troubled life to get you out of a problem or a situation you realize one wave of the rod and there it is miraculously things happen so we can set in motion miracles by cooperating with God but the working of miracles is something you have to do if we don't do it aggressively, do it. Go dip in the water seven times. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Go take that to the governor of the feast. See, it's aggressive. You're doing something. God tells you to do something. Praise God. Expect a miracle. And then the oil that kept flowing. Second Kings 4. Beautiful testimony. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? 
Tell me, what hast thou in the house? What do you have? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. Even empty vessels borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt and live you and your children of the rest. What a retirement fund. What a retirement fund. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Wouldn't it be great if you could just say gasoline would just, your, your car, just keep on you got this little thing in your backyard and you just keep, and it just never stops filling it up. Oil just keeps on pouring. It never stops pouring. What stopped the miracle? The lack of vessels. The vessels, that was it. It wasn't supernatural that stopped it. It was the natural that stopped it. Boy, isn't that a story? It was the natural that stopped it, not the supernatural. You realize that she'd still be pouring today? Right now? If they had enough vessels? It just wouldn't stop. Is he more than enough and wasn't there an overflow? So she sold what she had, paid off her debt, and then lived off the rest of it. One little thing from God like that, look what can happen. That was a miracle. Then there's the miracle of the axe head that was swimming. But this next one is the one that I really, really like. Look at Joshua chapter 10. Here God permits an individual to speak the word and in the process of doing so he enables him to tap into the very power that created and sustains the world that we live in oh my goodness what a partnership then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel and he said in the sight of Israel sun stand still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon and the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted, hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the, vo the Lord hearkened to the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. Wow. Imagine that. The miraculous we have the potential, we have the ability to, to partnership with God in such a way. If he says to say something, even if it's going to change the whole course of nature, you're partnershiping with the creative ability of God. Outstanding, isn't it? Amazing. It should excite us and incite us to pray more in the Holy Ghost and believe God for bigger and better things. Hallelujah. Amen. And then uh, defined uh, gifts of healings. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9. Gifts of healings. Gifts of healings to another faith by the same spirit to another. Gifts of healing but it should be healings by the same spirit. This, these are manifestations of the spirit that remove sickness and disease from a person's life supernaturally. So a supernatural removal of sickness and disease by the power of God. And once again these gifts go together. 
they work in harmony with each other. Special faith, working of miracles, gifts of healings. But there are special impartations that God will absolutely provide in individuals' lives in which they will operate in the gift on a continuous, let's say, in a continuous way. They will continuously operate in this person's life more so than, than any, let's say, any of our lives. You had a Catherine Coleman, gifts of healings and operation. In all her meetings, these went into operation, and many people, they recovered from their sicknesses and diseases. Uh, you've got, you go all the way back, T.L. Osborne, you got Kenneth Hagin, who was caught up in the heaven, and he was, uh, Jesus placed the right hand of his finger in his palm of his hands and said, I'm giving you a special anointing. That's called gifts of healings. But we can also be used in these gifts of healings individually, but not on a regular basis like these individuals were. But they can manifest, and of course, if we're positioned to experience them, then praise God, we can. But in, in your notes there, Jesus was anointed from on high, and he didn't do one miracle until Acts 10.38 says he was anointed from on high. And what happened? God the Father anointed him with the Holy Ghost and power. He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So in his life and ministry, the power of God was in operation. Gifts of healing were operation. In all the gifts of the Spirit were oper- operating in Jesus' life. He had the Spirit without measure. And then you see it in, in Luke's gospel chapter 4 as well. But then Peter, remember Peter in Acts chapter 5? Where his shadow overshadowed some of the people. That's a gift in operation where the glory was in manifestation in such a way that they brought all the people to him and, and he healed them all. They all got healed. Now we all can be used in these gifts but not on a regular basis or a consistent basis and that's why 1 Corinthians 12, 28, let's read those verses and close. Notice what it says. Everyone can receive this at a particular time but you don't have a ministry of gifts of healings. God said some of the, in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, that's correctly translated there, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, are all apostles? No. All our prophets? No. All our teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Have all the gifts of healings? No. Do all speak with tongues in a ministry setting? No. Do all interpret? No. So, just you could say the lay people like we are here we can expect to have these in operation but there are certain ones that are singled out that have been given these special gifts for a purpose by God to use on a consistent and regular basis and there's a reason for that but for us praise God these are precious gifts of the spirit that God wants to impart to his people to be used to advance his kingdom upon the earth and as we pray tonight we can expect God to move and manifest himself. You might be praying, for example, someone here on this side that says the personal people here, you single out someone there and you're praying for that person and all of a sudden there is a boldness that just rises up in you. There is something that gets hold of you and you proclaim something. You might think out there, but just little old me, God uses little old uses. God uses donkeys and God can use us. I'm not putting us in the same class now. You understand. But God can use us. So what I want us to do is really collect our thoughts right now and just focus our attention right now on the supernatural as we call these things out before God. You know, sometimes God is doing some things under our noses and we don't even recognize it. You realize that? We don't even see it. And that's why it's important that we really give ourselves over whether it's fasting prayer waiting on God and praying in the Holy Ghost I would rather see each person take one thing here and for the next 15 20 minutes whatever length of time 
pray that thing before God Almighty. Hi, Pastor Bill here. I want to thank you for joining us today. On behalf of my wife, Krista, and Krista Selby Church, I want you to know that we're here to serve you and your family. Whether you have young children or kids in elementary school, if you're a teenager or a young adult, we have a passion to provide a safe and comfortable environment where you can grow in God and build a solid foundation of His love for you. And with that foundation, we encourage you to take the gospel of Jesus Christ with you wherever you go. It is our heart at Christian Assembly to be an outreach, to be the hand of God toward Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. We want to join as the body of Christ to make one last trumpet call before the final trumpet sound, and through a life of worship, bring in a harvest of people. With whatever gifts God has given you, we want you to be free to share those gifts and talents. Life is most fulfilled when we share God's love with others. And in all that we do, we want to demonstrate the power of the name of Jesus to the world through a ministry of excellence, to God first, and then also to you. So whatever the situation, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I want you to know that we love you, and God loves you, and has a wonderful plan for your life. And that plan begins by making Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life. And if you've never made that decision yet, I'd like to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. And if you will, Jesus will become your Savior and your Lord. Just repeat after me this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I now accept you and receive you as my personal Savior and Lord. Heavenly Father, I have called on the name of Jesus. I'm now your child in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.